Hello and welcome back to the Move My Spirit podcast. This is a new series about the names and attributes of God, and I'm really excited to teach this. I hope that uh, for those of you who tune into this uh, podcast that you're going to get a lot out of this. Uh, If you've been wondering how to get closer to God, if you want to know more about who God is and why God is the way he is, this is the series for you to follow. Uh, There's going to be a total of 12 lessons. Most of these are going to be recorded individually, so there'll be 12 different lessons to listen to. Some of them um, might get recorded together, so there might wind up being a few uh, less than 12, but all together, uh, we're going to cover several names of God as we uh, read through scriptures, and we're going to cover some different attributes of God. We're not going to touch all of the names of God or all of the attributes, but we're going to put a dent in them. We're going to get into some good information. We're going to get into some deep topics. And I think that if you really apply this to your life and and you take the time to seek God, that you're really going to come to a place of of closer, uh, more intimate walk with him. And and you're going to find that your spiritual life is going to really grow uh, as as you learn who your God truly is. Uh, I want to open up with a word of prayer. And then uh, start out this first lesson, lesson number one, uh, no other God before me. So Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I do come before you with my brothers and my sisters who are joining me in this course. And I pray, Lord God, right now that you would prepare their hearts, prepare their minds to learn who you are. Father, in, in, in the deepest moments of despair, we are going to learn. Father, through your names and through your attributes, that you are there, that you are, that you are with us. And Father, when we find ourselves on the mountaintops, rejoicing and raising our hands, shouting your praise, we're going to find that still you are there. Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise because there is nothing, Lord God, according to your word that can separate us from your love. And Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us your word, something that we can come to and learn from. Father, to to lay it all out on the table and know that you are God. So, Father, in this course, I pray that this would be the prayer of each one of our hearts, that we would be still and know that you are God. So, Father, be present among us as we come together and study. In the name of Jesus Christ, all God's children said, amen. So we want to start off uh, our course on the names and attributes of God with, of course, the command from Exodus chapter 20 and verse 3. Probably know where I'm going with this one, right? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. What does that mean to you? Now to some people... um, they, they might say that other gods might only be the gods of other religions. But if you look at this scripture and, and you take it deeply to heart, you'll know this. What God is saying in this, in this command is that you shall worship him and him alone. All right? Don't worship your job. Don't worship your car. Don't worship your money. Sorry, don't even worship your spouse. Sometimes people go just a little bit too far, but 
no matter what, no other gods before me. God and God alone, worthy of worship, worthy of praise. All right, Um, as we go throughout this course, and in this course we're going to cover 12 of the names of God, and we're going to cover 9 different attributes between majestic and moral attributes. We're going to cover all all of these with this commandment in mind. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Okay? Uh, It's important for us, before we uh, get too far into this, to have an understanding, a working knowledge of some different doctrines, some terminology. Uh, The reason is... There's going to be times in our lives that we come across people who just want to stubbornly disagree with us. We're going to come across people who want nothing more than to defend evil doing. They want nothing more than to defend sin. They want nothing more than to uh, solely defend their position. And our job is, sure, to listen, hear them out, but then present the case for Christ. Okay? Um, So I want to talk about four different uh, terms that it's really important for us as Christians to have a a good grip on. And and as as we talk about each one, I think you'll probably see um, how it's important for us as Christians to have an understanding of these things. So the first thing that we want to talk about today is pantheism. It is a false doctrine. Um, Pantheism is a false doctrine that tells us God is everything. Now, be careful how you say that. Because, of course, yes, God is our everything. We, we know that God is our all in all. But, pantheism says that God is everything, meaning that the tree that is outside of my window, that's God. Okay? Uh, the, the flowers that are planted by my house, that's God. That, that's pantheism. The sun, the moon, the stars, that's God. That's not, obviously, a, a true doctrine because those are God's creations. And those are things that expose something about God. They themselves are not God. God is far greater than any tree that I've ever seen, far, far more lovely than any flower I've ever seen planted, Okay. So it's important for us to know that, that is, that's the mindset of some people. And so we have to watch ourselves when we say things like, God is everything. Um, because if, if you say that to the wrong person, they might think that you're a pantheist. Um, and, and that's not something that you want thought of you. Um, you. You just have to be watchful with your verbiage. God is my all in all. Amen. Another false doctrine is deism, okay? And that one sounds really good because when you break it down, uh, you look at the first half of the word and it resembles the word deity, which is, um, you know, is is God. God is deity. Um, This one gets a little bit tricky. It's not not something that uh, we as Christians find true. Reason being... Deism is the belief that there is a God. Okay, we can agree with that. We know that we know that God exists. 
But deism, contrary to Christianity, believes that God is distant, cannot be contacted. Now, there are certain denominations, and I'm not going to expose them if you have a question uh, regarding those denominations. I would be happy to privately teach you those, um, but I do not feel that it is my place uh, in in this teaching setting to expose uh, those those denominations that believe like this but and and it's not even so much that they are of deist mindset but they believe that God is distant they believe that he doesn't hear you they believe that you cannot have conversation with the Lord your God yeah he's there but he's not there for for your benefit not there for your spiritual gain not there for you to pray to and, and have conversation with. Not there uh, to hear you when you cry. Not there to give you guidance in your life. He's just there. Okay? Um, and, and again, if you want more information on some of the denominations that believe that way, I would be happy to privately teach that to you. Uh, feel free to ask questions. Uh, however, as I said, I don't feel that it is my place in this teaching setting Uh, to expose those. Next false doctrine, of course, one that we're more familiar with, atheism, the belief that there is no God. What a sad life. Um, When when you think about all of the different places that you see God in your life, it's, it's really difficult to even put into words that there are those out there that just believe there is no God. Uh, it, it it breaks my heart, and it's really, it's actually difficult, maybe you can hear that in my voice, it's difficult to even talk about atheism, uh, because I can't personally fathom life without Christ. Uh, I can't, I can't put into perspective what my life would look like. I don't actually know what my life would look like without Christ, but I know that it would look a lot different than it does today. Uh, Everything that I uh, see in my life, I'm able to uh, give glory to God because, uh, you know, I I see him in the rising and the setting of the sun. I see him around my yard, you know, in in the glories of creation, in the trees and the plants, um, you know, in, in the wildlife. When I hear the birds singing, I'm able to hear them singing God's praise. I'm able to see God in my marriage, in my home life. Uh, God is God is all around, and and so atheism is is really difficult for me to uh, expound on because I I frankly have a hard time understanding it myself. And sometimes, um, you know, the, the, there are there are ministers and pastors and teachers out there that came from an atheist family or uh, maybe even at one time they themselves were atheists but then they had an experience an encounter with God and that changed everything okay um, and those those people would be the ones to ask about atheism uh, I, I don't think that I can really say much to it to um, to, to get the point across Atheism is simply the belief that there is no God. And that that is a, a heartbreaking reality that it, it, it actually is the way that some people feel. 
Uh, and then finally is the term agnostic or agnosticism, uh, which again is another term that is uh, kind of difficult to express, but it actually is when a person claims no faith, they just, and they, and they don't particularly claim unbelief either. They simply don't know. Um, I, I think a lot of people maybe go through a slight agnostic phase. Uh, they question whether or not God is real for a time, and uh, they don't know what to make of, of you know, the scriptures. It's not until they have an encounter with God that, that things just really open up to them. Okay, um, I've met people in my life who have read the scriptures and uh, have looked me straight in the face and said, I guess at best you could say I'm, ag- I'm agnostic. Um, and, and when someone says that to you, it really throws you off guard. And I'll be very blunt with you. When someone says that to you, you don't actually have an immediate response for them. Uh, at least I didn't in, in my situation. It was very surprising and I didn't see it coming and I really was not uh, prepared to handle it. Um, it I, was, I was much younger when I went through that uh, particular phase in life and, and when I was faced with that and I wish uh, you know that of, of course you can't change the past but I almost wish that, that I would be given that opportunity again uh, to, to speak with someone you know, even even if the same person uh, would cross my path again and remember me, uh, I think it would be great uh, in in my current phase of life. I think that I would be more prepared uh, to handle that. But these these four terms are so important for us as Christians to have an understanding of, because we believe such a powerful powerful doctrine. We believe that that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, walked the earth for 33 and a half years with the purpose to die on a cross to redeem the world from their sins. And that is that is a doctrine worth believing. That that is that is a belief worth holding on to. But there is a lot of people out there that first and foremost would disagree with us and second they would tell us we're crazy okay Uh, but our faith says this our faith says I can know God because God knows me and at, at, at the time that I rededicated my life to Christ uh give you a small small bit of testimony here. Uh, I received the Lord Jesus Christ into my heart um, at, when I was eight years old. And uh, for a short time, between 12 and 15 years old, I didn't utter a word of prayer. I was taken to church by my parents, uh, and I truthfully don't even think I let on uh, even to them that I wasn't happy with going to church. Uh, I, I had taken my time away at a young age, but on the night that I rededicated my life to Christ when I was 15 years old, I, I came 
to the realization that God was more than just one who sits in heaven. I came to the realization that God is the one who is present and and that God is the one who would be with me no matter where I found myself. And I came to that realization that night when I heard a preacher at a conference say these words, and some of you will uh, maybe even know who I'm talking about. And the preacher said, Jesus loves me. This I know. Jesus knows me. This I love. And when I heard those words, everything began to make sense. That was that was a pivotal moment in my faith, in, in my faith journey. Because it's one thing to spend your childhood singing, yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. But it's another thing when you realize that Jesus knows you, that God knows you, has numbered the hairs upon your head, even the gray ones, amen? And, and it's so refreshing to know that in, in the darkest of valleys, he's right beside of you. In the moment where you thought your sin was going to run you straight to the gates of hell, God would be there to say, it's all right. I knew this day would come, but I forgive you because you are willing to open your mouth, confess that sin, repent, change your way. Amen. And and that's what this course is all about. Okay? To know who God is and to be able to learn to love who God is. Now throughout this class, uh we're going to we're going to have some journaling exercises. And if you've taken a class with me before, you know that I'm um not particularly pushy with journaling, but I do really encourage you to take out a journal. Um, if, if you don't have one, I'd like to encourage you right now uh, to, you know, get online and order one. Order a small prayer journal. Uh, go to go to the local store. It, it can be, you know, a classic notebook that you would have used uh, in school to take your class notes in. It doesn't matter. Uh, even even if you want to keep uh, loose sheets of paper in a folder. That's fine. But I really do encourage you, uh, if you, if you want to get the most out of this series, I'm going to encourage you to do a lot of journaling. I'm going to encourage you as we go through these classes, through these lessons, to get into God's presence and to just ask Him, uh, you know, different things for each course. Uh, I'm not, I don't quite remember. I think I've got a journaling exercise in almost all of these lessons. Uh, there might be a few that don't have journaling exercises, but the vast majority of them will. And I'm, I'm really going to encourage you just to take that time. Um, it's so important to get in the presence of God and, and spend time seeking his truth 
Okay, and so real quick, uh, if you are, um, you know, what I'm what I'll consider a veteran to my courses, then uh, you can kind of zone out for just a minute. Uh, but do come back as we, uh, whenever you hear me say, let's bring this to a close. I want you to bring it on back because I want to give you the journaling exercise for this course, and we'll close with a scripture. But I want to cover real quick how to go about journaling. Uh, for those of you that might be tuning in for the first time. So it's important, uh, first and foremost, obviously, to have your journal out in front of you, have a pen, your paper ready to go, and you want to be somewhere quiet, okay? Um, if, if you're in a noisy environment, journaling is going to be a little bit difficult. It does take some focus. But you just want to come into a place, uh, whether you need to go to your prayer closet, uh, into an office or a bedroom, wherever it might be, get still, be quiet. Um, maybe turn on some praise and worship music. That can be very helpful to a lot of people. Just to enter into the presence of God. Very helpful uh, just to turn your eyes upon Jesus, focus on the good that he has done for you, and just begin to quiet yourself down, okay? As you quiet yourself down, uh, it's good to know that you're going you're gonna to have thoughts that are just going to start flowing into your mind. And those thoughts have to come from somewhere. Okay? So as you, as you bring yourself to a place of stillness and quiet, thoughts will start to roll. And sometimes you have to uh, be watchful of those thoughts because there's three places where your thoughts will come from. First, your thoughts can come from yourself. Your thoughts can come from the enemy or your thoughts can come from God. And so as we journal, it's important for us to keep watch after those things, to know where our thoughts are coming from. And you want to be waiting on God to speak, okay? So write down at the top of your paper uh, whatever it is that you're asking of God, and we'll try this here in just a few minutes. But you want to write down what it is that you're asking God, your portion of the prayer. Remember that prayer is a two-way conversation. It's not just a, dear Lord, this is everything that I need. Thank you and amen. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a talk. You know, Lord, I need, some, I need some advice. This is what I'm coming to you for right now. Uh, and, and you'll learn how that pleases and honors God as we go throughout this uh, course and we cover these lessons. So you're going to start having thoughts roll. And what you want to do is you just want to start putting your pen to paper. You ask the Lord a question, and the thoughts that roll, you're just going to start to write. The key is don't think about what you're writing. Write it quickly. Do not spell check yourself. It's okay to misspell things. Go back later and take care of the punctuation. Take care of uh, spelling and all of those but just begin to write, okay? The things that you write, you're going to notice there's, there's a spontaneity to it. There's, there's this flow that just goes and goes and goes. And as you, as you sit and you write these spontaneous thoughts that are coming and you're not thinking about it, it's really it's not the easiest thing to do at first, but you'll get better at it as you practice uh, and, and sometimes that first, that first journaling exercise, it'll feel like pulling teeth. I'll be honest with you. Okay, 
but you want to, you just want to be able to be relaxed. Okay. Very important to share your journaling with a spiritual advisor, uh, somebody that you know is, uh, maybe pretty well versed in hearing the, hearing the voice of the Lord, uh, somebody that's accustomed to journaling. If you don't have someone, uh, that, that you feel confident knows how to hear the voice of the Lord in your life, you are welcome to send your journaling, uh, to me. If you want it double checked, I'm happy to do that for you. Uh, that's part of, part of what I do. Um, of course, as, as a minister and as a personal spiritual trainer, I, I'm honored to be able to help people out and, get them to that place where journaling becomes a little more comfortable, a little more second nature. So you're going to write it out. You're going to set it aside. You're going to come back to it, read it. How does it hit you? Does it build up your ego? If it builds up your ego, get rid of it because it wasn't the Lord. Um, That was likely uh, your, your own thoughts that were puffing yourself up. If you read it and it tears you down, uh, or is or is contrary to scripture, get rid of it. It's not from you, it's actually from the devil. Uh, and, and you have to be very cautious with false prophet spirits. And that is not to scare you, that is only to inform you. Uh, you, wanna, you wanna make sure that as you're journaling, you are hearing the correct voice, and that is why it is so important to bring it to a spiritual advisor, uh, someone that you are confident knows how to hear the voice of the Lord, knows how to test the spirits. And always, 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 always double check everything against scripture. If it doesn't line up with scripture, get rid of it. Um, If it does line up with scripture and it's not building up your ego, chances are, then take it to a spiritual advisor, take it to someone, uh, a pastor maybe, whomever it may be, and say, listen, I think that the Lord spoke this into my spirit. What do you think? Does it sit with your spirit? Get that, get that confirmation. Uh, when you get that confirmation, then you'll know where to go from there. But this, this is going to be a momentous tool to use in your walk with Christ. It's going to help you grow. It's going to set you free. All right, so let's bring this to a close. For those of you that I've asked uh, to maybe zone out there for a few minutes while I explain journaling, Bring it on back with me. Okay, I want to close here with the scripture from James chapter 4, verse 7, and then I'm going to give you a journaling exercise. Imagine that. Uh, So James chapter 4, verse 7, this is what it says. Submit yourselves therefore unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Key to journaling, okay? You absolutely want to be submitted unto God. You absolutely want to resist the devil. When you just step into the presence of Most High God, you are going to uh, just feel that presence surround you, okay? And and in that moment, you're going to know that you are with the Lord and everything is just going to make sense. That's the way God works. If you have your journal out, I want you to write this question at the top of your journaling page and at the close of this lesson, I want you to... Uh, wait on the Lord and follow through, uh, go through the journaling exercise. Again, if you need someone to double check your journaling, see if it sits with your spirit, um, you know, test the spirits, whatever it may be, you are welcome to use me, uh, me in that area if you so need. But 
this is the this is our first question to ask God as we prepare for the names and attributes of God. Lord, how shall I prepare for this course? Okay, um, and maybe maybe God's just going to tell you take good notes. Maybe He's going to tell you fast. Maybe He's going to tell you take communion. I don't know what He'll tell you. Uh, those are just some things that. Uh, came to me, I can tell you right now, they're not written on my notepad, but, you know, ask the Lord, God, how do you want me to prepare for this? I can tell you this much, there's no accidents, there's no coincidences. You are taking this course for a reason, for a purpose, and it's more than just seeing me through uh, my schooling. You are taking this course to take that next step to learn who God is, to see him in your life. And he is ready to do something in your life because of your obedience, because you are willing to learn who he is. So ask him that tonight after we pray and spend some time, turn on the music uh, and and just enter into his presence and uh, see what he wants you to do in order to prepare for this course. And then in in the next lesson... Uh, We're going to start talking about some names and attributes, and we're going to get into who God really is. So let's pray this out and then uh, take your time for your journaling. Heavenly Father, I do thank you again for this time. Thank you, Lord God, for these people who are going to join me. And Lord, right now, I pray over each and every one of us that we would take the time to surrender and submit ourselves unto you. That you would build us up, Lord God, strong in spirit, strong enough to resist the devil. Father, that we would roar like the Lion of Judah, hallelujah, because you alone are present with us. Father, in every waking moment, may we call upon your name to know that you are there. Father, as we enter into this class, I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that each and every one of us would find something new to love about you. Father, just the way that you love us, May we come to love you and know you deeply, fully, and well. Father, in the name of Jesus, go before us and set us apart, Lord God, for your kingdom. Let us be called, Lord God. Let us us walk in such a way that the whole world will see that we are your children. We thank you, Lord God, and we give you praise, honor, and glory. In the name of Jesus Christ and all God's children said, Amen. So God bless you all. Have a wonderful couple days. We'll meet back here in just a few days for lesson number two, The God Who Sees. Y'all take care. We'll talk again.